This podcast is not here for those people that are trying to stay out of last place. Because those consequences don't exist for the people that are listening to this podcast. These are the people that always end up in the playoffs but can't seem to get over that hump. Or the ones who just want to dominate year after year just to show everybody else they're the champions. Guys, this is a fantasy football intervention. And we're about to intervene with your fantasy football life. Why do you guys do this to me? (laughs) I know I helped out your fantasy team. I know that I helped you win money in DFS. But damn, you guys are killing me. Listen, if I go out to enjoy a couple cocktails, I don't need shots. I understand that I helped you out. I mean, listen, the only thing that I'm asking you guys to do right now is just to hit subscribe just to tell your friends about it, just to listen to my episodes, and leave me a five-star review. Listen, if I helped you win this past week, if I helped you win your fantasy football league, don't buy me shots when you see me. God, I'm hurting today. It's a fucking Wednesday. Why? Why? Just leave me a five-star review. Just hit subscribe. That's it. That's all I'm asking. That's all that I want from you guys. That's it. Not shots. God, I'm hurting today. Welcome on into Fantasy Football Intervention, guys. Yeah, we're coming at you today. Unfortunately, Dem was not able to join me. He is moving this week, so I am solo. Wahoo, get excited for that. And we do have Poppin' Tags. The champ is here and stacks on stacks on stacks today. Yes, another good episode. But I am going to have to hurry through it. Unfortunately, I do have to work here in about two hours, and I have to record and edit. So I am going to move through this pretty quickly. But before I get started in the episode, I just want to talk about how the potential this week for an Andy Isabella breakout. Oh, yeah. Get excited for that, guys. If you're in a dynasty league, you need to go out and pick up Andy Isabella. If he's on your free agent wave wires, Go pick him up. He has potential for a huge, huge breakout this week. And listen, this guy, he came out of college with insane metrics. I mean, he ran a 4-3-1. His best comparable player is Tyler Lockett. Yes, Tyler Lockett. Go grab Andy Isabella. Now, if you're in standard leagues, you can still take take a shot on him. If you're going to be playing DFS this weekend, you have to to play a lineup with Andy Isabella. He's up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, I mean, enough said with that. But the big play last week, the fact that he's seen an increase in snaps in three of the past four games, I mean, Andy Isabella has breakout written all over it. All over it. You heard it first here from Fantasy Football Intervention. You guys are welcome. But yes, Andy Isabella is a thing. Andy's here, and it could go off. I mean... Look what's going on with Christian Kirk. I mean, he got five targets last week, two receptions. That's how he's going to reward Kyler Murray. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, what, 38 yards, I believe, on four catches? That's how he's rewarding Kyler Murray? No. Kyler Murray 
needs more love like he's getting from Andy Isabella this past week where he ended up bringing it to the house for 88 yards and a touchdown. I'm telling you guys, Andy Isabella is the thing. He has all the potential in the world. He came out as a highly, highly touted draft prospect. He crushed it in the combine. Guys, I'm telling you, Andy Isabella is the thing. Cliff Kingsbury is working with him. He's that type of player. He has not gotten the opportunity yet, but it's coming. And it could be this week up against Tampa Bay. That's all I'm going to say. Now, with me having to be to work here in a minute, I am going to skip on the pop and tags because the reality is the pop and tag segment is based off of players that you should pick up. But guess what? Here's the cheat code. Here's the secret this week. Go and see who the other players dropped. Who in your fantasy league dropped the player because players were on a bye? And yes, I probably don't need to tell you this because most of the people that are listening to this podcast at this time of year are winners and they've been doing it all season. But I just want to remind you, go look and see who people dropped. That's the pop and tags segment of this episode. All right, so we're going to go ahead and skip that. We're going to get on to our first segment of the day. The champ is here. And for my first segment of the champ is here, we are going to talk about players that are not ranked in the top 12 of ESPN rankings, but should be ranked in the top 12 of ESPN rankings, or players that you feel like is your rock, is your go-to, is just a lock to produce. And the first one I'm going to be talking about is Daniel Jones versus the New York Jets. I mean, essentially, it's a home game, right? Daniel Jones playing against New York in New York. I mean, there's going to be just as many Giants fans, if not more, than New York Jets fans. I mean, who wants to go watch a Jets game right now? Yeah, exactly my point. So Daniel Jones, who has been looking okay. I mean, he produced up against the Detroit Lions two weeks ago. I mean, he hasn't looked absolutely terrible. He hasn't looked good, but he hasn't looked absolutely terrible either. And who is running the ball as well. I mean, he rushed for 54 yards last week. Daniel Jones is a play for me. He's, in a, he's a play for me in a lot more lineups than you'd expect. So, Daniel Jones, yes, if you stream quarterbacks, if you need a guy that's a go-to guy this week, Daniel Jones is your man. Up next, we have David Montgomery up against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, David Montgomery, ever since Matt Nagy took over as the offensive coordinator and started calling plays, I mean, it's been insane, right? It's been absolutely insane. Montgomery is actually producing. He had 31 touches two weeks ago. He had 17 touches last week. He had two touchdowns last week. He had 135 rushing yards two weeks ago. He's been producing. David Montgomery up against the Detroit Lions for me is a lock. He is an absolute lock for a top 12 option this week. I'm playing him in DFS. I'm playing him in standard. I don't care what it is. I'm playing David Montgomery this week. Now, for the wide receiver position, I really, really wanted to go with Emmanuel Sanders. I decided to go Marquise Brown. Yeah, the man, Marquise Brown. Listen, Marquise Brown has been a little bit injured. He's been a little bit hampered, but he's back, and he is fully healthy, and he is ready to rock and roll, and he's up against the Cincinnati Bengals this week, who have allowed Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuels, Marquise Goodwin, 
John Brown, Deontay Johnson, Westbrook, Conley, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, all to get double-digit fantasy points. Yes. And you notice what they all have in common? They're all either deep threats or they play in the slot. And guess what? Marquise Brown does both of those things. Marquise Brown this week is going to go off. He is going to go nuts. Marquise Brown is my lock, my lock for the champ. I'm taking Marquise Brown everywhere this week. And then that bounces over to the tight end position. And the tight end position might be a little bit of a shocker for some of you guys, but I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him and I'm going to roll with him. OJ Howard, he's had a week off to get his feet underneath him, to kind of focus down. And Jameis Winston maybe, possibly, hopefully has missed him just a little bit. Just a little bit. You got, come on. Come on, Jameis Winston. You got, you got, you got to pass to my man OJ Howard this week up against the Arizona Cardinals, who are absolutely brutal up against the tight end. I mean, this has been the narrative the entire season. The only player that hasn't gone off against him was Evan Ingram. However, I can see O.J. Howard putting a huge, huge game together this week up against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm locking him in. He's going to be a top 12 tight end this week. Woo! All right, guys. Sorry, I'm not going too slow today. I'm trying to make it in time for work. So, on to our next segment. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Guys, I'm feeling a little bit ballsy today. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit ballsy. My stacks are kind of outrageous. Like, you might actually never take my advice on these stacks, but I'm going to give it anyways because you guys are listening to the podcast and we're going to have some fun with this. So, Kyle Allen and Curtis Samuel is my first stack of the day. And listen, Green Bay, that's who they're facing. They haven't really faced any good quarterback-wide receiver combos. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky and Allen Robinson? <laughs> I mean, Kirk Cousins before you started passing? Yeah. Denver Broncos, Joe Flacco? Absolutely not. The Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey? Okay, they're, they're all right, but they're not great by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, you could say Dak Prescott, Mari Cooper, sure, you can give them that. But they went off against them. Mari Cooper finished up with 226 yards and a touchdown. Michael Gallup finished up with 113 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Green Bay, when they face good quarterbacks and good wide receiver combos, they don't do well. Look what happened with Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay the following week. I mean, absolutely destroyed them. They faced Oakland with Derek Carr. They faced Matt Moore with Kansas City. They faced Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. Yeah, okay, you can have that one, but Mike Williams still went off. I'm telling you guys, this week, this week, Kyle Allen and Curtis Samuel are absolutely going to be insane. They struggle up against deep play wide receivers. And Curtis Samuel, who runs a 4-3-1, a 4-3-1, which is insane, has his seventh most average target distance. He has the fifth most deep targets. And don't forget, the Carolina Panthers run the 12th most passing plays per game. So, I think that Curtis Samuels absolutely goes off this game, and Kyle Allen is right there with him. I wanted to say DJ Moore. I really did, but DJ Moore gets shallow targets. 
I mean, I think the Green Bay Packers have been struggling up against the wide receiver lately. Just give it up against the Carolina Panthers. So that is my first stack. My second stack. Now, I wanted to go Fitzmagic and Gusecki, but I just couldn't pull myself to do it. I mean, Williams is out, and the Colts are 26th up against tight end, but I couldn't do that stack. I just I couldn't in good faith give you guys that information. So my next ballsy pick is going to be Stafford and Hawkinson up against Chicago, who has struggled tremendously up against tight end. I mean, we saw what Zach Ertz could do up against them last week. Guess what Hawkinson is going to do it this week? I don't care. I'm going with it. The only thing that scares me off is that Hawkinson is questionable with a back injury. But they said that's not the issue. They said that's not the problem. He just got his wind knocked at him. He didn't get a concussion. Hawkinson should be playing this week, and Matthew Stafford is going to target him. Listen, last week, Hawkinson had the second highest amount of targets and the second most amount of yards. Stafford was targeting him insanely. I mean, he hasn't been going off since the first game, but I think that they're trying to get him involved in the game plan. So Hawkinson, for me, this week is an absolute lock. I just want to see an increase in red zone usage. That's the only thing that's been scaring me off because he had seven red zone targets in the first five games. In the past three, he hasn't had any. So I need to see him involved in the red zone. Come on, Stafford, get him the ball in the red zone. Let's do it. All right, guys, on to my trash stacks. Yeah, we're having some fun this episode, aren't we? We're moving through this shit. We're just going. Let's do it. On to the trash. See, this is what happens when you guys buy me shots. I come in. I do these crazy-ass episodes. They don't make much sense. But, hey, at least I did the research the night before. So, here we go. On to the trash stacks. And I'm going Tevin Coleman and the 49ers defense. And I know. Listen. Listen. I know how big and fast the 49ers defense is. I've been talking about them since week two. I've been saying that Russell Wilson is probably going to end up struggling a little bit up against this 49ers defense, but Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind, absolutely out of his mind. So even though the 49ers defense is big and fast and strong, I still think that Russell Wilson can put up points. I mean, this is a division rivalry. It could turn into a shootout. And honestly, the only good quarterback that they've played so far is half of Jameis Winston, just because Jameis Winston isn't a full good point, and half of Jared Goff, who also is just a half point when it comes to good. So they've only played really one good quarterback. I think this turns into a shootout. I think that Russell Wilson will find his lanes and the defense won't be able to keep up. On the other side of things with Tevin Coleman, I just feel like there's too many mouths to feed. There's too many running backs there. Tevin Coleman, although I love him as a running back, I think he's a good, solid running back. I just think that there's too many mouths to feed and this turns into too much of a shootout where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to pass and they're going to force Jimmy Garoppolo to pass because Jimmy Garoppolo throws a ton of dangerous passes on a regular basis. So... I want to see Seattle turn this into a passing game on the defensive side, which eliminates Tevin Coleman. Now, I wanted to talk all about Devontae Freeman and the Atlanta defense, but I thought that one was way too cheesy up against the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, you're not going to be playing Devontae Freeman or the Atlanta defense this week. So I decided to go with something else, and that's going to be the stack of Mitchell Trubisky and Allen Robinson. They're going to have to play up against Darius Slay. And Darius Slay has actually been pretty solid overall this season. He's been hurt, but he's healthy now. He played 70 snaps last week, which are the second most amount of snaps he's played so far this season. And he looked good. He looked pretty overall solid. 
Darius Slay is going to shut down Allen Robinson just like he did last year. And you could sit here and say, well, wait, Allen Robinson, he had a game where he put up 122 yards and two touchdowns. Darius Slay was hurt that game. He was hurt. He was not in. When he was in, the second game, he shut Allen Robinson down, only let him have two receptions for 27 yards. That's right. Don't play Mitchell Trubisky, even though it's tempting up against the Detroit Lions. Don't play Mitchell Trubisky and Allen Robinson this week. Woo! That was fun, guys. I appreciate you all. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, you guys can find us on facebook.com slash fantasy intervention. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Google Play, CastBox, Stitcher, iTunes Radio. Yes. Don't forget to go get your phone fixed at the iPhone store. Tell them Fantasy Intervention sent you. You get 10% off. Yes, that iPhone repair store right there off of Burnett Road. You don't have to have an iPhone. You can have any phone that you want. Fantasy football discussion. Keep those questions coming. Start, sit, add, drop. It don't matter. We're going to answer all of them. Get excited for that. Oh, yes. Listen, guys, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate everybody you know, showing thanks. Make sure you guys hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star review, please. It takes two seconds just to scroll down and click on it. Literally two seconds out of your day. Tell your friends about us. We appreciate it all. We are growing, and this is amazing. Listen, I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you for listening, and thank you for letting me intervene with your fantasy football live. I'm out. Hey, my mom told my niggas is dope. Switch up a stove to pick up a stove. They feeling away. They know I'm the goat. That's how you bang a podcast. Good? <laughs> you realize that I can still hear it if you cough over there. I know, I know. <laughs> but you started talking. I was going to keep going further away. Run away. I'm so, fine. And now, story time with Devin. Sounds of freedom. Beautiful here in Virginia Beach. Weather's been pretty nice, too. Yeah, it's been awesome. I've been able to go outside without wearing a tank top to walk down there. You know what's crazy today? Both of my kids ended up going to the nurse today at school, but not for being sick. It didn't hurt? No, my well, my daughter had an accident at PE where she peed on herself, like at PE. And then my son called me like two hours later because he got stung or bit by something on his finger at while he was out at PE during his time. <laughs> But he came home with like a little bump on his thing. I was like, fuck, that's not a bite or a sting. But they both went. I was like, and the lady said, I would not have recognized that they were related if they didn't tell me the last name. That's funny shit. Yeah. By the way, I have twins. And they don't look alike. Not at all. They're called fraternal twins. <laughs> My son's like six foot tall and he's five. And she's five, but she's like four foot tall. <laughs> Those are exaggerations. On both ends? Or is she actually like four foot tall? I don't know. She's probably, less probably than more that. accurate. No, um, she, she's like 35 pounds soaking wet, and she's like 44 inches tall or something like that. And then yeah, he's, a little bit under. he's really, t- he's Very pretty happy. tall, and then he's like 50 pounds. He's rock solid. He's golly, he's, he's massive. But she knocked him over the other day, and he has a, he has a nice little boo-boo on his arm. <laughs> I was like, how did she knock you down? (laughs) The bigger they are, the harder they fall. I guess so. (laughs) 
that's how you bang a podcast. <laughs>